Andre, and it's uh, time for another RC After Hours podcast. It is the last one for February 2020. How did we get here? And this is the uh, the leap show. This is probably me saying, "Whoops, sorry." Um, yeah, I got a little busy career wise and work wise and life wise and everything, and kind of um, had to slow down for a couple minutes or you know take a take a bit of a break. Uh, and so earlier in the week, I put out a, a little. Um, tasking to the uh, the community over the Facebook page. Uh, I probably should communicate across all the platforms a little better, but the Facebook page just worked. I've got more, we've got more traction on the Facebook end of it, even though we broadcast on the YouTube channel and we have the Patreons. Hello, Patreon fans. You guys are, uh, you guys are rocking it for the podcast and keeping things going and keeping things um, funded. So thank you. Big shout out, big thank you. Um, and so I decided I would uh, take... Those questions that I answered, the answers that were given to me, and kind of use those to um, to f- round the foundations of this show. No guests, just me, just me rambling. Probably won't be a long show because it's, well, just me and I can only talk for so long. <laughs> uh, that is a good joke. Uh, and so I'm going to just read through some of the questions today and answer it and been put back towards the community as far as what they want out of the show uh and hopefully as the spring comes on and the weather gets better and the energy is there and everything the show can get back into its stride and i can aim for those two week ones uh, but at least hey once a month it's not too bad it's not great i apologize i really do um but after uh, a crazy week the my personal energy level is low enough that uh, or just too low just for me to come on camera and just uh, and and in front of this microphone and put out something that's worthwhile listening in the end you know who wants to listen to just right so i want to have some punch some fire in my soul and this week has been good enough i'm tired as heck i can assure you uh those who know me and know me on a personal level know what i go through on a daily basis and some days i'm just on fire and doing great and other days it's like i get hit by a dump truck uh thursday was a dump truck kind of day friday was pretty bad but woke up this morning feeling good relaxed we've gone out for a walk it is minus stupid outside right now so um (laughs) that's why um i'm doing an afternoon podcast i thought about doing it in the evening but then decided i wanted the evenings to sit back chill watch that f1 series on netflix for season two and just you know see how it's going uh we're on the uh obs we got the live stream going off my facebook page no sorry my youtube page and uh you know live chat is up so good morning good afternoon everybody skydiver forever's there john's there frank is there and, and so and I'm just going to, like I said, take an opportunity to go through the show, talk about what we can do for the show for the future. Uh, some of your suggestions were really awesome off the comments sections on the Facebook page. And uh, go from there. Talk about guests. Talk about, do we want ground stuff? You know, do we, do we want to, uh, you know, engage with some of the manufacturers? And I'm going to put it back towards everybody who listens to the podcast to give me a hand with that one. Because, again... Uh, I'm I'm by myself. I'm trying to do this stuff as much as I can, and um, some days, you know, I win. Some days I lose. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, and so we're gonna answer some of the questions. I'm gonna answer some of the questions. I'll take some of the heat and uh, figure out what we can do to uh, keep things punching along. Um, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we're, I'm listening a lot to the, uh, the FAA's, uh, UASID thing. Um, 
Tomorrow, March 1st, uh, so I guess today, February 29th, is the last day for submissions. Uh, what are we at? 20, 30,000 counts uh, of people putting in their comments. So, um, you know, keep it coming, keep it professional, and uh, see where it all lands. Uh, it's scary. Uh, I've read some of the stuff. I've listened to, uh, you know, some of the top uh, people in the industry talking about what they're thinking. And, wow, you know, and it's like, geez, um, anything can fly. You can send it hard enough. Yeah, John, John uh, it's John's comment about to the ground stuff. Uh, I've got a couple new ground toys. Uh, I'm waiting on parts for them. Everything out of the U, out of uh, uh, overseas is really slow as far as parts goes. And unfortunately, that's just the nature of what's going on right now with the um, uh, the, the virus that's hitting the uh, the other side of the world and creeping its way into North America. It's had a knock-on effect of all stuff. But in the end of the day, we're talking about people's lives versus hobby toys and everything. So... I'm not too too, uh, bent out of shape with that. So myself, I haven't actually done anything RC in a while. I actually haven't flown uh, in a while, unfortunately. And it's just... Oy, it's just uh, it's just the way the winter's gone. Um, again, just low energy, uh, cold winter. Actually, it hasn't been that bad, but like it's minus, I don't know what it is. It was cold. We went out for a good five-kilometer hike. Uh, I don't know what that is in miles. What, 2.5, 2.4 miles? And it was cold enough. Uh, but still, we got out. <sighs> so that's just how the winter's gone. The guys have been bugging me. They keep after me to go flying. I've got my airplanes ready, and it's just, like I said, uh, I just... I think what I need to do is just charge the batteries, have everything on standby and ready to go, and then have some fun. Uh, speaking of batteries, I did mention in the last podcast I refreshed the um, uh, the 3S packs, the 3S 2200s. So I've got some um, China Line hobby ones that I've got to try out, um, things like the uh, the Tundra and so forth. Uh, anything that's uh, you know hungry power, this should be pretty good. And then I got to get rid of some A specs. Um, and we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, retiring batteries. I'm not sure where I'm going to take them and to what store and everything, but I guess I'm going to have to do it. So, like I said, we're going to go through. Uh, if for those on the video behind me, there's that uh, Hueco. Did I get it right, everybody? Hueco. Hueco. Like water. I got blasted by other people for that one. No big deal. Anyhow, the biplane uh, is sitting there. It isn't done. It's nowhere near. I did cut in uh, the battery bay access. I now need to put the bay into the airplane and eventually start recovering it. Um, Big shout out to the guys at um, Great Hobbies who helped me out finding all the parts I need and everything. Uh, and we'll we'll keep punching from there. So uh, China Line has a killer sale on right now. Three S twenty two hundreds for like nine dollars each. Oh man! <laughs> Thanks, Frank. I paid a little bit, and of course, I had to order everything international shipping, which was fine. Uh, there was no issues. Uh, but it would have been cool to get a couple extra. I actually have a ton of batteries, so I'm not really pushing a lot of money into that. I want to fly what I've got and use up what I have, and like I said, there's stuff that needs to be retired. I've got some of my original batteries from uh, when I got back into the hobby in 2013. That's kind of terrifying, so those batteries are now six years old, 
And so I think this spring, as soon as we get some decent weather, there's going to be a massive, uh, massive, massive, massive purge and just say, okay, go. Speaking of which, I forgot to bring it out, but I do have one of those RC toolkit chargers. Um, my buddy, uh, Captain Drone passed me one. He wasn't satisfied with it because it needed firmware updates and everything. So he's dropped one into my lap. Uh, so I will be testing that out. I did pick up a power supply and of course I, I, I'm completely unprepared and don't have the notes, but but I did know Hobby notice Hobby King has um, a, the one of the little M8 chargers as well. This is the M8S I have, uh, and it looks slick. Uh, I do have the uh, 24 volt charger for it and everything, so I'll be putting it in. Uh, Frank says I'm thinking about getting a pile of them to double up for my 6S, cheaper than buying a 6S 2200. Yes, actually, that is a fantastic technical note, and it's not you're not the first person that's come up and said, you know what, instead of trying to buy a 6S now, I'm going to take the weight penalty and the technical penalty, and I'm going to run multiple 3Ss or 4Ss and make a 6S pack or an 8S pack. Um, you know, if you've got the space in the aircraft to do it, boom. I, I think it's actually, you know, a, a pretty decent idea because you don't run the, as long as you're not pulling uneven from the cells, which in theory you shouldn't, like if a pack, one pack is depleting faster than the other, eh, it's hard to say. But, uh, and John Davis says the M8 is solid. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to run the firmware on it, do the latest and greatest on it. And then I do want to talk about all that technology because it's kind of cool to see the technology and the chargers and everything. And, you know, obviously uh, Spectrum and company and are, are using the smart technology and everything. And that's pretty damn cool. Uh, and... Uh, that stuff has got to come along. And I like the idea of batteries that are taking care of themselves a little bit more. I think it would be nice to do what Frank is talking about and only use a couple packs instead of having so many different packs as long as you've got the space and therefore have less. I mean, the amount of battery power sitting in the back of the house, all in battery bags and volts and everything, is still terrifying because that's a lot of kinetic energy just sitting there. So I'm like, eh. So we'll see. Um, I haven't even tested out that 9X, the DX9. Uh, I haven't even tested that out yet. I know it's fine. It's a good battery, and I haven't even a battery, good radio. Um, and we'll talk about later in the show when we do products, Flight Test and Flex got together and made a, a, and came up with a mini Aurora pack, uh, which looks really cool, actually. Uh, so, so kudos to them for collaborating and, and working together on stuff like that because um, it just offers the industry something a little neater. Um, I, I'm not huge on stabilizers. I mean, I've got them in two of my Flex aircraft, but those are aircraft that are kind of designed with those things in mind, and they're pretty darn... They're nice pieces of kit once you get going, but my biggest beef to something like that was the fact I had to actually plug in a computer to make my radio work with it. Um, this one looks like it's got a bind system and will work with a couple other stuff, so... Who knows? I may have to uh, bug flight test and pick one up and try it in a few things. I, I myself am bad. I haven't built a flight test airplane uh, in, in ages. And it's funny because I've kind of just, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's February. Like I said in my face in the Facebook post, I think February just ground me to the ground as hard as it could. And really, I drew away from flying at the, um, and really just, got away from the hobby a little bit. Um, I thought 
the the you know the nice biplane project would keep me going but i would just kind of come down at night and i don't know if anybody else is like that lately but it's like it's winter i think it's just our winter is just ugh, and it just drives us in and we have i don't know i lost all ambition so the genesis of the post the genesis of this podcast today is to talk about the ideas and people's influences and, and what they think would be really cool for the show so here we go the question is, I asked in the, in the Facebook post, you know, what do you think I should do? Where should the direction go and everything? And uh, here we go. Darren's response was, I have two questions for you, Andre. One, are you willing to, to have other hosts on the show and join the team? Um, yes and no. So my, my, my biggest problem with that is I struggled to... <coughs> Pardon me. Let's try that again. I struggle to get guests on the show consistently. And it's not that they don't want to come on the show. It's a timing thing. So, so to try and link up with a guest and a co-host and everything and then go over Skype and the technical challenges of that and the quality and everything, I don't know yet. Uh, where I could probably benefit was with, uh, you know, like a show wrangler, someone to help me along doing the contacts, getting the people together, organizing it and everything. And, um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. And, uh, it's just finding it. And then it's, it's the chemistry that Chris and Mike and, and, and I had for the show. That's just not something that happens. You know, that's something that takes time. Uh, knowing each other's nuances when you're doing a live show is, is, uh, that's just that, that's a friendship. That's, uh, you know, and, and, I guess the benefit from that was whenever we had an interview, you had multiple minds like, you know, just rigging all the questions out and everything and coming up with ideas. So, so it's a yes, no, uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see, um, when, um, uh, what happens, who we connect with and everything. One suggestion later on was to link up with buddies, um, Local flying guys are awesome. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be flying out of both the park that I fly with all my buddies here and also the Stenson Flyer, which is the flying club. Um, I still have to do my test with them and everything. I'm not worried. Heck, I was a race car driver, vintage race car driver, and took bigger tests. And So this this is just trivial. But I got to go through the hoops, and I'll do it and everything and, and all this stuff. So, uh, And um, Frank responding to my question about is it the time of year, he says totally that. Around this time of year, I start to get the bug and start building again. So yeah, yeah, I could see that. So I'm hoping my energy comes up. We're going to be in the March. The weather is supposed to get nice and everything. It's supposed to. Uh, I haven't even flown throughout the winter. I should. I really should. Uh, and the guys, like I said, my, my, my local buddies are really good at bugging me to come out and I usually just say yay or nay and it's like so like I said I need to I think Thursday nights I need to charge all the gear and just get all that stuff ready and then we go from there right and and you know maybe that's the trick maybe that's how I, I get through it all and just make sure my gear is ready to go and uh, we uh, and we simply just see what happens right and you know and then energy will come back and there's things like on the rise and there's flight fest uh which is my big flying event of the year where i probably fly the most and i do all year long ironically enough all right so part two of darren's question is are you sticking with rc flying or are you interested in expanding the show to to include terrestrial based rc also terrestrial based i love that term uh <laughs> yes actually i'm going to there's some wicked wicked rc trucks back there that we could talk about i know we're primarily flight um but 
way things are going and enough of you guys are crazy enough that you know that you look at some of these trucks and go, yeah, I could rock that. And that's just how it goes. Uh, myself and Captain Drone have a lot of fun. Uh, Steve and I have a lot of fun. Obviously, we'll be flying, um, but there's a great deal of time where, where the weather is just too crappy to fly. And so the trucks come out. I've got some really neat ones. And again, I'm waiting on parts for them to get going again. And um those sometimes are the best moments with the kids too. Well, my kid in one in this instance, but you know I can't convince him to go flying. But boy, I can throw a remote in his hand, and we went out and we had laughed like that in such a long time. I mean, we broke a truck in like like five minutes flat, but that's because he was jumping it off like snowbanks, running into hard ice pack, right? So I've upgraded some parts to metal parts, and they'll get here eventually. Um, but it's one of those things you get some cheap trucks, you just go out and you giggle. So yes, we're gonna see some terrestrial. To that end, our good friend Alpha from uh, Motion RC uh, would like to come on the show to discuss further things. The Motion RC is pushing into some terrestrial-based, terrestrial-based uh, kit, and um, <laughs> and and we'll go from there. Um, tanks, uh, trucks, and stuff like this. So army stuff. Who cares? Uh, I think it's just one of those things that. You know, I've had, we've had some of the best, the Flight Fest North event where a bunch of the guys go up and we hang out in the backyard and we giggle and we go flying. And then when it gets dark, the trucks come out, we go in the, and some of the best, you know, uh, I think the average age that afternoon was eight years old in my backyard, but we had some cool ass trucks. I just swore on the podcast. That was awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Tanks. Yeah. Uh, John Davis says, I need an airboat. John, I, I got to try one of those things. Those things look cool. Hovercraft, anything, you know. Anything that's just going to cut over the ice and snow and everything. Um, there's so many options. Um, yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Earlier in the week, or last week, Dan Sponholz dropped me a note on Messenger and asked me what my favorite, uh, and this is a suggestion later on in the show too, uh, what my favorite RC winter remote bag was. And to my horror, Hobby King doesn't sell any of the Turnergy bags anymore. Um, I don't know what's going on with them, but a lot of these items are missing. And it was funny. I dropped the note over to uh, um, to, to, to Spectrum and said, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, the industry still needs this. We still, flyers still need this kind of stuff. We're, you know, target of opportunity. Um, so I don't know where to tell you to get that kind of stuff right now. Um, and I'm, I've got to reestablish some connections with Hobby King uh, and, and just see what's going on with them and, and where they go from stuff. I've got two items there we'll talk about later in the show for the products end of it. Ah, so, uh, Phil, in response to Darren's pod uh, comment was, yes, the guys from RC Roundtables are fun interviews and also Park Flyer uh, podcast guys. And also, uh, uh, you know, and, and yeah, the RC Roundtable guys actually linked up with Adam and the... Um, uh, and their uh, B17 to Liberty Foundation B17 and did something. I will. Sh- I'll try and put the remember to put the show notes into that. So that was my suggestion to Adam. Get those guys on. Talk about it because unfortunately, uh, after that B17 crash, the insurance, the uh, the vintage air insurance policies are insanely expensive. From what I understand, so we're. Time is running out for that kind of stuff, unfortunately, which is terrifying because like the B17 flight, if I could get down to him bucket list item uh super expensive nav gas cost that stuff the maintenance on the aircraft costs that stuff will you ever be able to fly in a b-17 or in the back of a, a, a p-51 mustang ever again 
I'd say we're years away from those airplanes being parked because of financial and insurance issues. So it's really unfortunate. But again, uh, linking up, I tell you, some of the funnest podcasts we had were with the um, the the flight test uh, community cast guys. Of course, there may have been a few drinks involved, and you know, the RC After Hours guys are allowed to do that when it's not even our show. So, eh, you know. Uh, so interlinking with another podcast. So. In the social media industry, it's kind of neat how that works. And if you can find a collaborative group, then you all work off yourself. So technically, the content load is easier because everybody is sharing the limelight and the spotlight. And obviously, we're all doing the same objective and, and just a different flavor of different shows. This show is not the same as someone else's show. Obviously, the RC After Hours podcast has changed. It's been around for a while. Uh, we're still, we're, me, I'm still ticking. One day, maybe we'll pick up some other hosts, some other methods, but I'm not opposed to that. Uh, it's always neat to talk to other people. And, you know, I think this summer, uh, I will make a point when I'm in Ohio, just linking in with those guys and linking in with whoever I can and just having those conversations, starting up those conversations. So there you go. Not opposed. Uh, ben asks, what are people building for Flight Fest this year? Uh, speaking of Flight Fest, flightfest.com, flightfest.com is now been updated. I was just talking with the, uh, the flight test guys. That is now updated, so if you're interested in going to Flight Fest this summer, it's the weekend of July 16th, so it's a week later. The rationale on that is their field, access to the field, the weather, just more access to more properties so we can be a little more spread out as far as infrastructure goes, as well as the um, um, the field should be mowed by then, like the, the crops sorry, should be gone by then. And we should have less rain. Fingers crossed. Every year. Every year we try. We try. So it is there. If you're going, awesome. Yours truly will be there. Um, I'm asked later on to talk about how that all got started for me. So the question from Ben again was, what are people uh, building this year for Flight Fest? Uh, it might be kind of early for that, but I'd like to plan at least one of the box build to take with me and share with people. Um, I have a few ideas rattling around in my head. I might convert a storch into a twin into a twin twirl. I'm, I'm kind of curious what twin twirl is. I guess it's, is that like a, uh, auto, uh, auto gyro kind of style? Who knows? Uh, Jake says, I have a big event in July. I'd like to promote on the podcast. I'm sure others are in the same boat with events, products, organization, club, send some messages, inviting them to talk. And, and I'm sure there'll be enough content to support the show. The best podcast model I've seen recently is one that never goes without one podcast without a guest. And I agree. And that's always the, um, uh, there's so many people out here that I want to talk to and, and really, a lot of the hiccups in the last little while have been on my end of it. I'll own that one. Uh, just no time uh, and trying to uh, trying to, to do too much at once. Uh, and things will just get better. Uh, you know, the podcast with Ben was awesome. Um, that was really informative. It was a really good uh, dialogue. But from my end of it, I want to be able to engage with everybody and, and just have a lot of fun uh so when, when my energy levels aren't there mm, it's hard to say and then we just uh, just had a lot of issues lining things up now Stuart, Stuart warren rc he's been back he's been doing his stuff i won't tell you where he is wink wink um he wants to come on the show i just got a note uh that that 
I got a note from Steve from Australia. They're over their fire. Then they're then they're huge flooding issues. So their hobby end of it starting to get back up in line uh, and and go from there. And I want to talk to boys from Light Test again. I want to get Josh on the show so we can have some some frank discussions because I'm sure you know you you listen to some of the stuff that they're talking about and it's. Um, it's scary. It really is scary, and I want to know from their end of it uh, what they're thinking and and what they what they need. Obviously, everybody is being asked to do the comments. Skydiver said they should be inviting a lot of FAA people to Flight Fest. Uh, it may open their minds or eyes to the hobby. Yes, totally. And the, I love what what I love about Flight Fest uh, is the um, the kid count. The average age of the pilots goes way down, which is phenomenal and super important for the hobby and what it is and i've been asked also on you know on that subject you know what's the knock-on effect for canada um obviously things are probably going to fall in line i would say we're, we're probably like six months away from the exact same scenario i'm, I'm sure transport canada is as observing and watching because that's what they do and as soon as part of the hobby establishes one, you know, one set of standards, you know, the rest of them trying to stand in line. I don't know. So it's tough. I want to hear from the industry. I want to hear. I know um, I saw that motion, not motion, sorry. Horizon Hobby put out a thing with their, where all their employees are talking about that. I haven't watched the video itself. Um They've got to be running scared. Everybody's got to be running scared because this is their industry. There are families and lives that, you know, and, and it's a hobby for heaven's sakes. It's stuff we do for fun. So, gah, there you go. I'm harping. I'm harping away. Um, sad thing, but yes, Robert points out that by Flight Fest, it'll be, it'll be too late. So, who knows how that's going to uh, roll out. So... Uh, where was uh, Ben? Uh, Jake, yes. So Jake, the answer, the short answer is yes. Um, flight, uh, flight. RC After Hours Podcast at gmail.com. There's also Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Lots of ways for people to, um, uh, lots of ways for, for people to, uh, to link in and get a hold of me to talk on the podcast. Uh, Laser B says, because Garneau can't figure it out himself. <sighs> The minister's got other problems right now involving trains, so that's that's good. I've sat in and listened to some of the early, um, some of the early recommendations for the UAS stuff here in Canada. I'm certified myself now for for my drone. Ironically enough, I took the test. It's a piece of cake to get the basic, and that's all I need. I'm not doing anything commercial. And I, since I got it, I've flown my poor DJI, DJI, woo, uh, my Phantom like once, uh, and just really haven't really had a reason to take it out and just haven't bothered so uh again i say this every year i've got some things and i and i'm gonna actually touch onto this afterwards because um as much as i love all these planes i've got to the point where i could be a hoarder <gasps> yeah i know you know it's not hoarding if it's cool stuff but holy moly i i think 2019 was a year of big airplanes for me and like things like from um uh horizon the 1.5 meter sky tractor came out and i'm like that's awesome no i can't buy that well one it's expensive i could technically afford it but i've run out of floor space <laughs> it's a fantastic problem to have but i'm also at the point where i'm like it's distressing if that makes any sense to anybody listening it's a uh, 
you know, at one point, do are the manufacturers actually doing too good of a job? Um, this is a good problem to have, I firmly believe. But you know, I can't sample all these wonderful things and 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 top grades to Horizon. They've been, you know, the E Flight line has been knocking them out one after another, and then. Um, we'll talk about a couple of their most recent releases and it's like, wow, they're, they're on point again. And it's early 2020. What else are they going to come out? What surprises do they have in the chain? Um, and I'm sure they're pushing a lot of their products out now before all this, these announcements and changes come because, you know, I don't know what they're doing and they have to be concerned about it. Anyhow, back to the questions. I'm having fun. Who's having fun? Raise your hands. <laughs> All right, so Brian's question. Uh, so Jake, yeah, Brian is, uh, one idea is exactly what was said above. Explain how you balance life, hobby, and show us some of the ways you embrace the snow outfitting your plane so you can fly. Uh, things you need to do it differently in the cold and snow, ski placement, rigging, battery maintenance, temperature control, ground handling, etc. Run with it. Thanks, Brian. Brian's been doing producing some really cool stuff as well. Stay tuned for some really fun stuff this summer from Flight Fest. Brian's the guy that uh, set up the um, the controller for uh, the E-Flight uh, FT Radian. Um, I've been pushing some ideas to that guy because he's just... He's just a wizard when it comes to Arduino and, and programming stuff and everything. So um, I've done this before. I've done articles and everything about flying in the winter. I, I really shouldn't talk about it right now because I haven't flown it. But things like uh, the transmitter mitt was huge. Um, and, and that made a big difference into me in the quality of flying. Reduce your times. Don't fly crazy airplanes because your fingers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, and... and um, skis yep i haven't tried floats recently well the only plane i've flown done on the floats was the little umx timber uh and that flew really well on the floats uh and it's and i love the skis and things like the pawnee and everything high wings work better than the low wings you can't get away with the low wings because the pawnee was a proof of that um and things like lower your expectations you know and just uh enjoy the flying and i i, I hear i'm preaching to the choir you guys have probably been flying way more than i have and my like my tundra up there i don't have the skis on board um again manufacturers need to step back up we're missing a lot of the supplies like a lot of them are just not producing some of these uh, these these aftermarket accessories uh or if they are they're on uh, they're hard to get a hold of so treasure that stuff take care of it all and that's what i do with my stuff i just watch out for it and everything so um mandate that rc okay hold on here mr shady in the uk it's all about written uh, it's about to be written to the law uh before we know anything it will be drone registration um i'm reading all these little questions as they pop up uh just uh laser be just maintain maintain mandate Woo. The RC FPV aircraft have a barometer and firmware that limits them. You know what? That that's actually that would be so easy to do, man. Um, uh, the suggestion from Laserbee is to put in a barometer and altitude control. I mean, that's what we have in our um, in the majority of, uh, of our, our you know DJI type products and everything, which is pretty cool. Um, that's not half bad, actually. That would be pretty cool, easy to do. You get things like, you know, the little flight test aurora boards and stuff like that. At the same time, uh, there are spots that are able to go higher, like the glider ranges and stuff. So there's so many things. I'm sure a lot of this will be flushed out over time. Um, 
Mr. Shady says, big wheels for winter. Uh, yeah, it depends on the, s- the situation. So depending on the field you fly in, <laughs> if you get ruts, I've had it where, um, what was I flying? Oh, yeah, the giant, uh, the Grand Tundra. And I landed and I caught a rut and the wheels actually locked in and you just heard this amazing pop. And the uh, and the whole thing fell apart. The wheels actually came off uh, and cracked the foam and everything. So that's another thing to watch out too. In the cold, you gotta be aware of the um, the foam and how it reacts. Some of it is okay. Uh, one of the better winter flying planes I ever had, outside of the um, the Hobby King Skipper, my uh, Fun Cub, the uh, Flex, not the Flex, sorry. Um, the Fun Cub was actually really good in, in the winter. It handled really well. Uh, sailplanes would be pretty useless with a hard ceiling. Yes, agreed, John Davis, but uh, we always fly them at 400 feet. What are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> All right. Um, where were we? Um, so that was Brian's suggestion on the winter stuff. We will, I can delve in. If anybody wants to do a full-on show about that, Raise your hand again, send me a note, and we'll talk about it. I can even probably do an evening live stream where I pull out all that gear and we talk about it and everything. Um, I famously, uh, a couple years ago, with the the FX Racer, uh, geez, I shot outside. I was in the military, and I was outside all the time, and I didn't give myself frostbite. (laughs) You know, like professional camera guy with my hands out and everything all the time. I didn't give myself frostbite until I went RC flying with that poor aircraft. And that one, there's a video uh, way back. It's probably 2015 or something like that. And I'm flying great, 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 and I finally go to land, and I tip stall the thing, and I couldn't react because my fingers were too numb, and I nosed the poor nose into the uh, hard ice, hard pack ice and just broke the plane up pretty bad. And I'm in the car, and my fingers are coming back. Ugh. And uh, it hurt. Uh, Mr. Shady says, Grand Tundra is too big for foamy. I don't know. The Grand Tundra is just the right size. It's kind of in between. It's smaller than the um, it's smaller than the uh, the giant uh, um, timber or, or um, the the E-Flight, the big sucker. Uh, it's way smaller than that thing, actually, so from size scale. Uh, I think it's just the right size for foam, but, you know, uh, I would love... <laughs> A, uh, a hangar nine, but uh, the money on that one's just too much. From Ryan, for me, I would be fine with a monthly podcast just talking about the latest planes uh, and whatnot that has been released and or announced. Uh, I don't need an interview. I don't have time to keep up with the latest and greatest. Uh, a simple episode like that would be very enjoyable to me. And that's completely doable. Maybe once a month we talk about some different stuff and, uh, uh, you know, just to have... Uh, an update podcast. I kind of like rolling them into the show as well when I do it, and we'll get in there uh, because it gives me something to, to pin the show off as well besides the Q&As and everything. So um, duration can go. I mean, look, we're already soaked into 30-plus minutes here and having a great conversation. So um, it is a point that can be done, and maybe if there's a bunch of releases and I can't tie up a guest, bang, do a little update show. Uh, Scott, Scott Phillip comes back and asks, do I have any crash stories? You know what? No one sends me crash stories any, anymore. Uh, RC after hours podcast at gmail.com again on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you guys are interested, uh, send me those, send me those. I don't do a lot of reading. Um, but, um, you know, I'm reading people's questions off of my laptop right now. We seem to be going pretty good. Thank you, John. Carbon Z Cub. That was what I was looking for. 
See, see, you guys are my showrunners now. Thanks. <laughs> um, Mr. Shady says, looking forward to seeing some of your jets up in the air. Me too. Uh, 2019 was a really good jet season, and I think if um, uh, I think I would have got more in flying with the jets, but some of the transitions from uh, for for my medical stuff kind of took the wind out of my sails uh i'm really excited to get that um the sukhoi up in the air i'm a little terrified about how much ground space or airspace that thing is going to take up and bring it in um and i've got to get the a10s gear back sorted out and get that one back in there that plane flew great i just goofed it on landing because i didn't use my rudder um so we'll fix that uh and then all the other ones i still need to get the the ba hawk flying because i'm terrible and that one kind of waited out and then there's the uh the havoc the e-flight havoc as well so i've got plenty of success packs to uh, to keep that one going um i think this is a carry on from um scott's questions um so he asked, do you have any local flyers, uh, pilots that you fly with? I feel like, uh, I feel the thing I like the most about the podcast is listening to the interesting banner between two people. Oh, the, 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 the trash talking, the bench talking is some of the best stuff. Some of the best shows that Chris, Mike and I did were, were those in the middle of the winter. And so you're right. I'm missing, you're missing that element that, um, it's almost like, like we need, uh, you know, uh, honorary guests to come on, but it's, it, and, and that'll be my push. That'll be my end of it. I will put out the call, put out the call to everybody just to sit here. Um, but he carries on saying, you know, if you have any pilots in the area that you can invite on for 30 minutes or so uh, and pick their brains on what they like about the hobby, what their primary interests are in the hobby and everything, that would be fun. Uh, along the lines, maybe invite some of the longtime listeners in for remoting on your podcast and uh, do them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's just another guest show. That's that's pretty darn easy to do. And as always, I love the product reviews, and but I find them more interesting when two or three pilots can share it. Yeah, that's um, I miss the reviews. I I do and I don't. There was all a lot of pressure from the industry, um, and obviously things things got complicated for whatever reason with the industry, and they kind of just uh, it fizzled out. And uh, we haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of people doing reviews, um, and. I'm not too interested in putting in my own funds anymore if they're not going to send them. And when they did send them, I ended up having to out of pocket. Um, the Patreon money is coming in, and I use that to pay the bills for the show. So that's the the uh, Podbean or whatever. Uh, the Podbean coverage and then the website's coming up and stuff like this. So that's what that's being used for. Um if I see a model that's really interesting and we really as a community decide that something needs to be reviewed, if I can't get my gears into someone, well, we'll have to see. Uh, invite guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think your comments, I'm about to probably, uh, Scott, I'm probably about to read your comment, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Shady asks, what radio do I fly with? Well, I fly with both. I have my trusty FR Sky uh, Tyrannus. And recently, I picked up a DX9 Black to finish off the uh, the Spectrum end of it. Um, I like them both. I like the technology behind the FR Sky, and we've covered that before. The reason I like that, one, the cost, and two, all the abilities. My big hang-up with the radio um, was the issue that uh, w- with my spec, not my Spectrum, sorry. My FR Sky was running out of room. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, um, I was running out of model space because I had so many models on it. So that's where the, the Spectrum came in. And the DX9 I picked up from, unfortunately, I picked up from a buddy's estate sale. I looked at the, some of his airplanes and I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. And to be honest, I haven't flown um, since Matt's passing. Uh, that just I just haven't been back to the field, uh, which is unfortunate. But it was the one thing out of his estate that I figured I could actually use. Um, so I'm slowly binding all my... Uh, all my e-flight planes and anything with the with a spectrum receiver that will be on those airplanes plus it comes with a really nice case so so I'm flying both of them uh, what I need to do is I need to program that radio and I need to make sure the switches are all the same because I don't want to get into a panic moment and like oh yeah the default for the switch on the on the spectrum for the you know the kill switch is on the wrong side and I thought it was a you know I don't want to have dumb thumbs. I want everything to be natural and flowing and everything. But I will be rocking both radios because that just that just makes sense. Now I can buy um, the plug and fly planes or the bind and fly planes. Sorry, uh, from Spectrum because you can get those faster and easier than the plug and flies. So jets, I still like my FR Sky because I can put in my telemetry. The telemetry on the Spectrum stuff is really expensive right now. So. Um, that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate, uh, because it would be cool. Now, I know a lot of their new stuff is getting better. The ESCs have a lot of built-in telemetry and stuff, but if you were going, you know, some of the older airplanes, uh, but really all I care about when I'm flying the jets is that lowest cell count. So there we go. Uh, so we're going to go on to Andrew's question. Uh, hi, Rob. Rob says it's his first time here. Welcome to the show, Rob. Uh, Andrew Gardner, uh, says, uh, I would try contacting ReadyMade RC crew, see if the crew would like to come on and chat with you. Uh, yeah, ReadyMade is, uh, they're doing a lot. They're fighting hard. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, there's a ton of people in the industry, all of them. And you guys as, as, you know, purchasers and everything, I tried dropping a line down to get FAV to get our code extended and I never got an email back. So maybe I got to prompt them again and just be more serious about it and say, hey, you know, no one is funding it. Uh, the community is funding the podcast right now. We haven't seen a, um, I haven't seen a sponsor or anybody wanting to be a sponsor in a while. Um, unfortunate. And that's just the way it goes. And guess what? Who cares? We can do this ourselves. I can do this myself. Um, but uh, if you guys have a, a, anybody you want on from the industry, drop them a note. I'm more than happy to set up and collaborate and do a, do a podcast with them. Um, you know, uh, I noticed that uh, Horizon is doing uh, their own podcast now. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I, I'm not so sure when a manufacturer does their own podcast, uh, you know, what the intent is for that, but I'll have to listen. I'll have to check out the production value. It's not like, you know, this, this, uh, you know, what, what is it? The $500 studio <laughs> is doing much for, for anything, but you know, the idea about a podcast, you can go as technical and crazy as you want, or you can keep it as simple as you want. So there we go. I hope that answers your question, Andrew. Uh, more than happy to have a chat uh, about uh, with any of the industry types, and we can definitely dive in, do a technical talk, do a lighthearted talk. There's so many things to do. Hurt me. Rick Collins says, flight sims equal desk flying. You know what, Rick? I fired up my old flight sim a while ago, 
and I lasted all about 20, 30 minutes before I got bored. In fact, I actually put my racing car racing simulator back on the computer. 20, 30 minutes, got bored. Put on a first-person shooter, and I got bored. Where is it? Uh, Raven Shield. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Raven Shield. Uh, Rainbow Six Three. Raven Shield. We're talking old. And man, this PC just soaked up that stuff. The graphic card is great on this new computer. <laughs> but uh, again, got bored. I, it's just one of those. Uh, how much free time do you have? What are you willing to do? And I, you know, if I've got free time, I want to be working on that airplane. I want to be doing something hobby related because in the end, I've just, you know, instead of just games are awesome. Stuff like that is awesome. It's good for, you know, I calms you down, right? Uh, but I want to be able to do something in the end of the day and go, hey, look, you know, that airplane is ready to go. So. All right, so uh, following on Chris's, uh, Chris, Rick's comment, I've been doing this a fair bit as well as cleaning the driveway. Yep, cleaning the driveway. Um, as I don't have any way of surviving, uh, anything will survive a snow landing aircraft-wise. So he says, uh, I like the new updates on a um, Aerofly RC8. Uh, the fixed wing FPV is good. Speaking of FPV uh, wings, there's something in the works, uh, and uh, we will. Uh, I will have those guys on the show. Um, there's a new wing RC wing FPV simulator coming out. Uh, you've seen it in the in. I've linked it in the Facebook thing. Uh, hold on here. Can I find it fast to talk about it? That one looks really cool. Uh, so we're going to uh, be having those guys on very soon. Let's see. I'm just pulling up the uh, the Facebook page so we can have a look at that. Do, 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 do. Come on, come on, come on. I'm really taxing the network. <laughs> uh, let's see. Come on. Oh. Where is that link? Here we go. It's called Wings. Duh. Um, this one should be pretty cool. Uh, it's basically the next generation uh, model simulator, and uh, I've I've talked to the guys who who've done this. David, uh, who's part of the TBRC crew, um, they have. Yes, thank you, Frank. I was uh, I was losing my mind here. Um, this game looks pretty cool, uh, and I've had a couple quick chats. It's still in demo. They're still working on it. It was things like, well, how do you simulate tossing? Uh, a wing and they've they've got a couple things they basically do a toss and, and for anybody who's played any of the flight sims uh they do that with all the glider planes you know it's just kind of like hit space and the thing gets released and off you go and it can be as wild as you want so um rob is actually punching quite into the questions he says i'm seeing this uh, on in the forms and updates what kind of impact is the faa going to uh, identity law going to have impact in canada we don't know actually we were just talking about that earlier in the show um It'll probably trickle up uh, to Canada. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm suspecting that that uh, Transport Canada, as me earlier mentioned, will follow suit. Who knows what uh, and how much it's all going to cost and where it's going to go. So we'll wait and see. Here, Scott. Here's your uh, your question. Just interview random people in a hobby. I can do that. Random. We're good. I like random. Uh, and it's um, we don't have to go too far in depth. No, I and I like a good conversation, and that will come. Um, that will definitely come through the show, uh, and we'll we'll line people up again. Contact me. Just get a hold of me if you got an idea. I owe Joshua Orchard a uh, hot seat, uh, and and oh yeah, send me more hot seat questions. I kind of feel like I've used them all up. Um, so yep, there's a. So we'll just um, 
we'll keep going on that. So uh, let's see. Jason, people, vendors, you should know in the hobby. Yes, uh, Callie, uh, graphics, uh, Greg and Bard from um, WMPF or yes, WMPF. I got that right. Lane. Yep. Lane is, uh, Lane's supposed to be on the show before Jim from our uh, RC cores. Um, there's so many streeple, uh, David Windestall, uh, RC sailors. Yep. You're right. There are tons of people. Um, so we will have some fun. Uh, Robert suggests Josh Finn. Yep. Josh and I, I've watched Josh's, uh, um, hobby industry, uh, you know, and, and all the risks and, and challenges he's going through. I've watched him go. Uh, so, yeah, it would be kind of cool to get him on the show. Definitely. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Daryl says I wouldn't mind a shorter show. Uh, the That way you, you would need to do two hours of content every time. Yep, I agree. Uh, probably an hour show. This one's going to be approaching one hour, I'd say. Um, Joshua Orchard thinks uh, building techniques and approaches. Yep, that would probably work. <laughs> I'm in agreement with everybody's statements here. You're just, uh, like you said, everybody's putting together uh, what they're thinking, and that's really good. Um, people's backstories, back how they got involved in RC, yeah, that comes along, and that's just going to be part of the show. Nathan Knight asks, uh, how did I... Um how did I become in charge of the flight test volunteers? We've covered that one before. Uh, the Coles note on that one. Well, actually, we'll save that. Let's save that for as we get closer to July because I'm sure there's going to be a whole show about that. I'll try and probably bring Austin onto the show from Austin Fury from Flight Test onto the show and uh, and go from there uh, because uh, that's definitely going to be fun. Um, I'm really hopeful that the show is good. Uh, Pavlo asks, uh, I've... I've just got into G- DLGs. Uh, could you ring up David and have an episode? Yes. David, and the good news from David is David is um, is soon to be dad. So he'll probably be tied down for a little bit. But I'll pin him, put him out a, a, a little prompt and uh, and we'll, we'll talk. And we'll get him on the show. I miss talking to him too. Um, it's good to hear from him on, on occasion. And Aaron Crosby. I'd love to hear some early talk about Flight Fest. So Flight Fest, as I mentioned, July 16th, more property. We have the established store. I think there's going to be some revisions to that and hopefully some grounds work and everything. So, And Bill Decker, hey, buddy, how you doing? So let's talk about products because I do. Um, there's some neat stuff here. I've got the list. Uh, let me just get the website, and we'll pop on over to website. There we go. Ha-ha. So... We're on Hobby King, uh, and look at that. They have a Turner G, uh, or Turner G, whatever they say, eight, uh, eight, uh, M8, 300-watt, 15-amp, 1-8S uh, uh, multifunctional smart charger discharge and management system. Everybody is going with the M8 product. Everybody's just slapping their stickers on it. So, And, and why not, right? Uh, it's You can... It's interesting enough. I, I don't know how many people do this in the field or if they're taking this charger to the field, but this is kind of cool, you know, where you can use a pack to charge another pack. Um, so it's got some merit. I always be worried about draining this battery, uh, but, you know, if you can build a big power system rather than taking a power supply with you if you got a decent, uh, you know, deep cell battery or something like that, I suppose. I haven't field charged in such a long time, even when I'm at Flight Fest, I rarely have had to charge a pack up. So, eh. anyhow, 
So they have this thing. Uh, my big mug is in the way. Hold on here. That's 40 bucks. That seems about right. Like I said, I got the other charger, and I will review it and talk about it um, once I've actually used it a few times and do the firmware update. And I did buy the bigger power supply for it, so I've got uh, more amps. And that was the problem with the big 6S packs. Now, the one thing I will gripe about these chargers, whoops, I'm trying to click on the wrong screen, is the... Um, is the output uh, XT60. Why would you have an XT60 when I'm trying to charge 6S big packs, right? So, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, to me, that's kind of like, eh? Uh, I would love to have seen some uh, banana connectors in there. I know it causes issues with the form factor and everything, but with, at least with the banana connectors, you can switch out. So now I'm going to have to go and make like an XT60 to XT90 adapter to charge my 6S packs. So, uh, or modify, I guess I could modify one of my breakout boards, uh, my balance port boards or whatever, but... Eh, it's just a gripe, but otherwise it's still a pretty sweet little product. Um, the next thing from uh, Hobby King, Orange RX module. Uh, get rid of their ad there. Um, this is V2, they're saying. I'm not sure how new this one is, but I'm hoping um, the... Uh, I'm hoping the... <laughs> This one, this particular one, I've got the old one sitting somewhere, and I could bind with anything. I could bind with all my best Spectrum bind and fly aircrafts with no issues. And what I saw with this one, a few of my friends bought it, and some of the UMX aircraft wouldn't bind with it, uh, the throttle, for whatever reason. And I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I'm guessing they've just they've revised it. Hopefully they have. Again, what is that? Eh, $40, $42 US. Um which isn't too, too bad, I suppose. Uh, if if you don't have a radio, if you don't have a bind-and-fly spectrum radio, this is, a, this is a good way. And this is the way I flew for years when I got my first bind-and-fly aircraft. For years, I used these modules. Never really had any range issues, never had any concerns, never could fly FPV, never would fly FPV with this stuff. So uh, I just, you know... If it works, cool. If it saves you the price of having to buy a radio, I mean, otherwise you just go get a DX6 and and rock it out with that until you need bigger and more functionality. So there you go. That's the one. I'm going to put all these links into the show notes for anybody who wants to check these things out. Um, I'd be curious. I'll have to read the reviews and read the specs on it and just see if this overcomes some of those linking issues. All right. Uh, the next one, which I'm kind of excited about. <sighs> I love biplanes. <laughs> From FFMS, we have the Pitts 1400mm V2. Look at that thing. It is gorgeous. I love a good, and I've yet to own a, uh, a Pitts um, aircraft, and man, that looks good. So what do we got in this bad boy? Um, it's a 50 amp EFC uh, for a 4258 motor. Do do do. What are the specs? Was that 800, 1400 millimeter wings? So it's a it's a decent size aircraft. So that's uh center of gravity. Da, 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 da. Where are we going? Where are all my specs? So 55 inch wing, beautiful, perfect size aircraft. You know, uh, and this thing is it comes in about 280 bucks US. And what does it fly on? It flies on a 6S. Woohoo! They're punching the power. 6S 4000. 35 amp, uh, 35 C, sorry, amp. Listen to me. 
that's not bad at all actually um if it flies well and everything and then there are probably some nice reviews out there but that's uh you know it's a striking aircraft we know the pits is kind of fun and everything but they'll do it in a in a 1400 mil that's not bad so it'd be kind of cool uh all right we talked about this earlier in the show the air tractor. So I guess the hard question I'm going to ask this now, ask this now to everybody who's still watching, uh, pits versus air tractor, biplane versus air tractor, you know. Um, man, that'd be a tough call. Ooh, I probably would go with the pits if I had to pick one. Uh, I like this aircraft. The funny thing about it, if anybody remembers my... Um, my Pawnee experience, the Brave Knight, which is just sitting above my head, which I haven't flown in ages. Uh, the It's essentially an air tractor with lights, right? I had to learn how to fly this aircraft. It was funny. It was one of those pivotal aircraft that talked to me and, and helped me articulate what I was going on, right? I had some really high expectations for what this thing was supposed to be. Um, this thing looks like it's a rocket ship. Uh, the way they were flying it around the video, three prop, you know, and uh, in yellow, too. Now, the air tractor is cool. I like my Pawnee more because it's got lights. Uh, we shot some really cool video with that thing about how bright it is and everything. But at 1.5 meters, this thing has got to float in nice. Uh, I think the flaps are in there, if I remember. And it has got a... And they're going with a 3S and 4S configuration, which is fantastic. So uh, you've got some some you've got some capacity there. Uh, I wanted to see if it was flaps... Uh, optional snow scale. Yeah, you can do the skis for snow, which I've done before. You can do the floats, which is kind of weird. I've never seen a, a, a air tractor on floats. And I think I've read somewhere that the flaps were in there as well, uh, which is cool. It's good to see them include that. Um, again, it's a 3S or 4S, uh, 2200 to 3200, which isn't bad at all. Uh, I see three. Uh, AT takes off uh off the uh, takes off uh so slow yes slat flaps included yes so it's uh definitely a stole but it's a low wing so in the winter you just got to be that was the biggest thing um i i learned with the pawnee was you know on landing it was pretty choppy when you'd come in you could slow it down um but on takeoff you needed to go and i had uh what was it I armed the AS3X and the plane took off and it was flying crooked. And I figured out what it was when it armed and I took off, I was in a divot. I was in a snow divot. And when it took off, it was all wonky and I had to come in, land, reset it and everything. Pilot Ryan, of course, uh, he's got it. Uh, Dusty got floats and it flying rescue. Thank you, Frank. Yes, Dusty. Dusty Clophopper. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. He did get floats. All right, all right, all right. He had floats. So, oh, it's tough. It is tough. Pits versus air traffic, uh, air tra air tracker. <laughs> I'm running out of steam here. I've been talking for like an hour. All right. The surprise of the week, ladies and gentlemen, UMX Turbo Timber. What's everybody's thoughts on this thing? I was kind of surprised. Um, I like my UMX Timber a lot. I like that aircraft a lot. It's a really well done aircraft. It's got some versatility. And so they've kind of done a little bit more work on it. It's got a three-blade prop. Um, they bumped the motor power up and everything. Uh, and I think you can throw in a bigger battery now if I'm, uh, I just got to find those specs. And, um... 2S, nope, same size battery, 280 to 4, uh, uh, 200, 
but it's got their specialized connector. Now, I flew mine with a 2S500. It flies, if I had something with higher KV, it would probably be aerobatic with that battery. Um, fantastic aircraft. Ops, stellar aircraft. Do we see a potential of the aircraft of the year for uh, 2020? I don't know, man. You, everybody tell me. Uh, glad I didn't buy the first one now. Bill, Bill, what are you talking about, man? The first one's a charmer. This is going to be fun. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I I almost would have liked them to have come up with a different color scheme, but I get it. The UMX, are, they don't paint them that much because they're trying to keep them as light as possible. It's a fun aircraft. Maybe we'll build a buy upgrade parts for the other one and just swap out the motor or just buy the prop and go and, and try it on the other one. Who knows? Uh, whoever gets one, let me know. I looked at it. It's 140 US. I think it was approaching 200 Canadian from Great Hobbies, if I remember, um, which is decent value. But I have one already, right? So why would I, why would I replicate uh, something? Uh, I don't dig the nose. Well, that's the thing with the turbo, right? They stretch the nose out. What I don't know is will that have an impact on the aircraft's performance overall? Um, I'm just looking up real quick. I don't think it's going to show up in the list. Uh, I'm just really quickly looking for it on the Great Hobby site so I can tell you what the Canadian price was. Here we go. $190 Canadian. So that's not too bad. They actually have some in stock. I could probably pick one up. But uh, my, my UMX Radiant met this fate. Uh, don't sit on it. Okay. Okay, this is my peppy with the UMX aircraft. They're delicate. They are strong, but they're delicate. But the boxes take up so much space. And as soon as you put the skis on it or anything like that, they don't fit back in the box. Uh, if you leave it as stock with the wheels on it and everything, it will fit in the box. But again, you have to put this giant box in your car. Um, the Radians, the UMX Radians, I actually put a magnet system in it so I could slot the wing in and out easy enough, but with the tail on and so forth. Uh, yeah. I mean, for $190, you're, you're, you're in the price point for um, the, the, any of their UMX aircraft. But, I mean, at the same time, for, for a little bit more, okay, well, $100 more, I guess, you're into a Twin Otter with floats, right? So, yeah, it's hard to say. It is a good aircraft, whether it's the turbo or the original. Um, I kind of like the original, but it is still a really good aircraft. They're fun to fly. Um, this is probably the first aircraft that I liked the AES-3X and the safe technology. Pardon me, safe technology working together. Flaps down, safe on. You could do coordinated turns. Coordinated turns. Uh, like like there was, and you could fly on a 2S battery for like what 10 minutes i probably went to 15 on one and was like i'm gonna damage that little 2s battery um on the stock battery from horizon the thing flew great it was an absolute riot uh plenty of inverted flights and everything like touch and goes tons of power uh, i'm just looking over to see if they have their, their battery or what connectors on their battery yeah it's just a standard um it's just a standard battery for that one they're it's a tiny battery. That's the only thing I don't like about it. It's just a really uh, parts list optional accessories. Here we go. Yeah, it's got their little their little connector. Really expensive battery for what they are, but 
Do they last? I guess they do, but it's just a little too s. Like I said, I bought an adapter off eBay, and I can run my other ones if I have to. A little bit more weight, but again, are we looking at the plane for 2020? Who knows? Uh, like I said, there was a bunch of criteria for planes for, for from the last year in review. Whew, Andre is running out of steam, but it is the last item. This caught me off guard and impressed the crap out of me, folks. So flex and flight test. Uh, that relationship has been growing over the last two, three years. Um, I've brought home two flex aircraft because they've been at Flight Fest. And Flight Test was wanting to design and get their hand uh, and come up with a mini gyro. They have those their 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 new little foam planes that they're pushing, which is amazing. The the Cessna and the Cub. Yeah. Cub, Cub Rocks, right? Or the Beaver, sorry, not the Beaver, the Cub, the Beaver. Uh, and they were trying to tout uh, and mention that, you know, they were coming up with a stabilizer. Well, here it is. There's a full video and everything. I haven't watched it, but I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. Um, again, and it's Aurora. It's a full-on, you get all the functionality. It's just smaller. It is only, uh, let's see, looking at that tech photo, throttle uh your aileron your elevators and so forth uh so it's uh, and it will hook into a satellite or a ds port so you can run your your d your your spectrum radios you can run your um obviously you can run your 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 b ports and stuff like this so anything any of the fr sky guys will know what, what what's going on with this one so it looks really interesting. Uh, I will probably bug flight test to uh, get my hands on one to try it out and just uh, just to let everybody know what it does. Uh, resources, uh, the various receivers and everything. So it looks like it will attach to a satellite receiver and everything. So again, I got to review it and got to uh, listen to it and listen to the video. They do a setup video. There you go. There it is with the uh, with the beaver. So that's. Uh, if it works, awesome. If it really, really, really works well, even better. Uh, my U my issue with the UMX receiver integrated into the board with the servos is that, yeah, the this will give UMX stability. And yes, exactly. This is the thing that 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 they weren't going to touch because uh, you know it's just didn't want to do an integrated board. This aircraft that they're selling there. They want to bring stabilized flight to more people. I don't like stabilizers on a lot of my airplanes. The ones that get them, they come from factory, right? I've tried various different ones. Uh, downside is you will add this to the beer, and it's not as cheap. Yeah, it's a price thing. Yeah, 50 bucks US, and it adds up. Plus your receiver, you know, you might as well go. But some people don't want to build. Some people don't have the time to build, but they want something from they want to support flight tests and so this is this is pretty cool um i'm just reading through some of the comments here and stuff like this with regard to this so the banter is a little odd but it's a neat idea uh i can't wait to see it and i know people a lot of people like their geo they like you know they want something with uh with a little bit of gyro stability just to help them out and you know some of the a lot of pilots who are learning are worried about that um uh, you know, their orientation, their backwards flying, you know, coming back to them, the left and right orientation thing. And that's that takes practice. So you get a whoops, oh, this is going to save your day, you know. So kudos for them to, for, for coming up with something and kudos for, for collaborating with it. Rather than going out third party and everything, 
they went with an established. The Aurora system is well proven, uh, you know, and so good for flax, good for flight tests, you know. So I, I think it's a really neat way to to collaborate with the two companies and, and bring things forward. So, all right. Yoosh, we're back. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, uh, a basically a one-hour chat. Uh, appreciate everybody hanging out for this time. Um, I'm parched. I've had a good time, though. It's been nice just to get out and get something off my mind about the show and everything. Again, keep those uh, keep the feedback coming back. Keep the suggestions coming in, uh, and you know we can build forth uh, forward moving forward. Um, RC After Hours podcast at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon. Check out our Facebook. Check out our uh, check out the Instagram and everything. Keep stuff coming. Uh, keep feeding stuff. I owe a couple of stickers. Uh, if you or if you want stickers, there's uh, on the uh, Patreon site. There's a means, methods, and everything on how to get that. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll issue them out. I owe a couple of people. I think I'm behind my uh, I'm behind on my mailing. I should probably sit down after the show. Um, and after I finish posting this one and get through those and check out that information and everything. Again, um, thanks for all the new ones. Uh, Tom was our latest uh, subscriber to the Patreon. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Um, and to everybody who's uh, left over time, appreciate everything you've done for the show. And uh, submit FAA comments before uh, the 2nd of March. Thank you. Uh, I, it was the, uh, yeah, I thought it was the first, but second, that's even better. Thank you, Bill, for mentioning that. Um, and again, have a fantastic weekend. Get out there flying. I may try and fly. We'll see how the weather goes. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate everybody hanging out for the show and, and listening. And, um, again, keep that feedback coming. We'll get through the, uh, we'll get through winter together and have some fun. I'm Andre. You've listened to the RC After Hours podcast. Thank you very much. Bye.